Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Warped, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast where we provide unasked-for audio commentaries to Star Trek episodes. My name is Matt. I'm Sean. And I am Jake. And once again, second week in a row, almost as if we filmed, we recorded these episodes one right after the other, it's just the three of us yep. today. Everybody Woo! else has left the building. They have left the building. Will they return TBD. <laughs> we'll find out next week. <laughs> uh, we are watching, we're beginning season two of Star Trek the Animated Series. We're almost done, you guys. Three more weeks. Three more. Uh, season two, episode one of Star Trek the Animated Series. If you are watching along with us on Netflix, there's 23 minutes and 36 seconds on the clock. Sean will hit the triangle. Three, two, one, punch. Here we go. The Pirates of Orion, I forgot to say, yes. is the name of the episode. Uh, and let's see. It Original air date? September 7th, 1974. Oh, okay. So they they ended the season in January and then yep. took this. Took the, 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 the next season started didn't in September. Until so this actually has the distinction of being the first episode of Star Trek that was aired after one of the members of Warped was born. Yep. Wow. I would have been... I was born in April, so I would have been five months old there when this go. episode aired. Spock contracts a fatal disease, and the medicine required for his cure is stolen by, as they pronounce it, Orion pirates. Uh, they do? Yep. Uh, Which I'm guessing that means they're supposed to be different from the Orions. Are they green? I was just about to they bring this up. They aren't. It they, is... are, they're sort of multicolored. Green is one of the colors. Okay, that's just... This is... This is obviously a non-canon episode because so, that's a bunch of nonsense. My Star Trek hackles are raised. Unless they're now. supposed to be another like there's an Orion and an Orion, they're, they're two different races. I don't know. That's just weird. It's I, I agree. So, what do you think the IMDb rating of this episode is? Well, low now that I heard that. Five point nine. Six one, just on Six the five. Uh, just on the value of them pronouncing it that way. And <laughs> as we see the, as they showed in the opening credits, not directed by Hal Sutherland, directed by Bill Reed. Yes, although Hal, Second Su season... Hal Sutherland gets credit for also directing every episode. Yeah, he still gets his t his title card at the end with his big swoopy signature. That's very strange. Like, I don't know why they would do that that way. It's very confusing. It's extremely confusing. Because they had to re... <laughs> I guess they decided they were tired of having a colorblind director. Well, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Remember when we talked about yeah. the Tribbles episode? The Tribbles were all the wrong color? This uh, episode was written by Howard Weinstein. Yep. Who was 19 years old, the youngest writer in the Star Trek oh, universe. Oh, wow. Good for him. He adapted a short story he wrote for a high school science fiction magazine. I recognize that name. I think he is also... He ha also wrote... Um, some of the novels, some of the pocketbook ah. novels from that, from that, from like the eighties on. Okay, I recognize. That's unless really cool. I'm sure there's more than one Howard Weinstein in the world, but in I this bet it's episode, him. they say that McCoy has been practicing medicine for 25 years. Okay, yeah, yeah, that follows. You go to med school, you get done by the time you're 25 or so. Yep. He's 50. That that tracks, I guess. Anywho, they're talking about it in the sense that he's learned nothing from it, though. And we as the audience are tempted to say, mm, yeah, you're kind of useless. Well, but remember on the actual show, there was a whole other doctor whose whole deal was, I know Vulcans, I know Vulcan medicine, right? That's right, yeah. Remember Dr. Mabenga? Sure do. So, so McCoy is, yeah, he did, because that was how to get him out of his funk or whatever. Uh, so McCoy is not even a good enough doctor to like know other aliens like physiology and stuff because in Star Trek 6 remember in Star Trek 6 the right. chancellor the klingon chancellor gets assassinated right and as he's dying on the table McCoy is trying to save him and Spock or Kirk says you know can you can you save him bones and bones is like damn it jim i don't even know the man's anatomy 
which implies that they've never had a chance to scan a Vulcan before, yeah, right? Doesn't, or, that doesn't track. You would think that one of the things at some that point you would they learn, would have would... encountered a Klingon and been able to study its physiology. But and that that nope. would be required McCoy, McCoy just can't be bothered, I think. <laughs> it's not that no one knows how to do <laughs> Klingon medicine. He just it's just McCoy just never to bothered to learn. <laughs> <laughs> they've insisted that he try, but he's just right. like, no. I mean, they've all met Klingons. <laughs> We've seen them do it. But, <laughs> nope. I've learned things about Vulcan anatomy, and now you want me to learn Klingon I too? learn more than one other thing. So anyway, Dr. McCoy, not that great a doctor. Not very flexible. (laughs) Judgment has been made, apparently. That's how you know (laughs) a Law & Order has made a decision when they play the sound. Look at that ship. There's a lot going on on that ship. It kind of looks like a Star Wars ship that they slapped a couple of Star Trek nacelles on the top of. What would you think they would use that kind of a ship for in this show, Matt? I'm I'm going to guess it's a um like mining ship. Okay, good guess. Good, good. It's big. Yeah. So like a freighter. It is a like fr- it's just a, it's just a freighter. Okay. But <laughs> but it's a Starfleet freighter. Yeah, it's not does no rounded parts really that you think would be efficient for storing <laughs> things for storing things in <laughs> like I mean, bins of some there kind. There are different maybe? kinds of freighters, I guess. I suppose. It does have a lot of business going on. Hmm. Are we going to get sued for using that? No. The Price is Right on the... No. (laughs) Someone would have to listen to this show in order for us to ever be sued. So I think we're safe. We're good to go. (laughs) No worries there. (laughs) Just just for those listening, we're just doing that for educational purposes. It's fair use. I think uh, maybe I'll pick up some listeners once my... Once my Sondheim podcast episode airs, I plugged the show. I would while hope so. I was on. That's awesome. So we'll see if there's a spike in our numbers in late January. Starfleet and their crew insignia. Yeah, theirs is a star. Like a star. What's that ship? Uh, I don't know. The, those are the Pirates of Orion. Oh, are those the Orion, the oh, Orion I'm Pirates? So- <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Orion. Orion. I, that makes me crazy. Right? <laughs> uh, it, it really so did so angry. shock me. I was like, the whole time I'm expecting to see, oh, cool, it's going to be Orion. They're going to be like slave girls. Oh, look, there's some spacism. We haven't seen that in a while. Uh, drink. Spacism. Drink. Not since last... Episode. McCoy just said, nah, I'm wasting my bedside manner being nice to a Vulcan. Yeah, at some point <laughs> in time in this episode, he says something along the lines of, God damn you and your green blood. Why couldn't you have been born like us? Yeah. So what's wrong with Spock? He's got some disease that only affects. Is that Vulcans. supposed to be screeny? No. Uh, no, it's not screeny. Well, it kind of looks like screeny. He doesn't get screeny. He needs a special Vulcan compatible biomonitor. So he's got a weird Vulcan disease. He's got a disease that everybody gets, but because he's Vulcan, it, it's affecting it, him. It's him. fatal to him. It's fatal to him. Ah, I got they it. all got it. but It's, it's like measles or something. Right. I vaccinate your children. Yeah, vaccinate <laughs> yeah. your children, everybody. God. <sighs> I don't what? even have children, but fucking <laughs> vaccinate your children. What's wrong with people? That's a good question. <laughs> what is wrong with people? <laughs> Should we count the ways? So what's the fuck is going on with these guys? These are the people that have the medicine. Oh, they have the medicine that Spock needs. Get, and the pirates, of the pirates of Orion are going to steal it from nope. them. Yeah. Don't like it. They're meeting halfway in space. So yeah, they get this it is their... They've been intercepted. Yep. I understand. This guy's rocking a beard. Yeah, that looks like an uh, a non-regulation Starfleet beard to me. I mean, if you if you're on a freighter, you can get away with kind of, I this guess. kind of shit. The rules are more lax. <laughs> I mean, look at the de- design of the ship. But like, there's only like forty percent usable <laughs> interior space. Uh, yeah, uh, they're the, trying to get away, but the pirates of Ori- of Orion are. The lighting is completely flat everywhere. Like, yeah, <laughs> he looks super nervous. 
Um, let's see. What else do I have on my notes of things to talk about today? The Good Place. The Good Place. Oh, have you Couple seen the most? Did you watch behind. this? Have yes. you seen this week's episode? Yes, I have. Okay, I was telling Sean. Sean's two episodes behind, uh, and I was telling Sean on the way over here. I think the last two episodes, this week's and last week's, are two of the best episodes that show has ever yeah, done. They're fantastic. Fantastic. That show is going to go out. On such a high note. That's been such an amazing season. If they can, if they nail the landing, and they certainly seem like they're going to, it's going to be, it's going to be an all-time great yeah. show. Now, the most recent one you're referring to is the one that like centers on Cheaty, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm caught up there, and it, yeah, it's sorry, super... I'm behind. I'm really good. That's all right. It's all right. I'd appreciate no spoilers. We, no, 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 no. It's just a Cheaty. It's yeah, a yeah, yeah. Cheaty no, focused that's, episode. That that's not a spoiler. That's not a spoiler. Well. Yeah. It's it's all good, but it is it up is to absolutely brilliant. up to and including that the way that it's, it's the way that it's structured and it's it's just a great show. Great, 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 great. Oh, you know what? A else? plus. Yes. Are we doing recommendations of some sort? Yeah, we can. Um, Do it now. Okay. Play the jingle. Yeah. Eric's is looking at porn. Yeah, he's got Spock's job when Spock's under the weather. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Just like Chekhov did. I don't know. Philippe would say something about him, his third arm there. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he would. Insert and Philippe. Third insert insert third. Philippe joke here. Yeah. Three. Wait, hold of. on. Let me see if I can find a sound a soundboard for the sound of... Uh, <laughs> the, a, a sound for the third set of genitalia he has. Let me see if I can find a sound that represents um, Philippe's uh, disgusting sexual jokes. Uh, let's see. Talk amongst your... Oh, wait. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Could you hear that? Surprise, MF. I just said mother... Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. So I pushed the button. That's good. That's good. Um, have you seen, um, Queer Eye in Japan, Matt? Bazinga. Bazinga. That's what he should say. <laughs> whenever, whenever Philippe makes a joke, it should just be... Bazinga. <laughs> no, I've I've gone sour on Queer Eye, which oh, we can no. talk about. No, I need. Yes, we need to. So, it's because of the. There's been just a couple of things that have happened with those guys lately. Was I it, think they've gotten a little too big was, for their britches. Was it because of Karamo and that was the that was part of that was part of that was one of them. <laughs> that was one of the things. And again. This all goes back to the fact that I have rejoined Twitter and it is a it is an endless hellscape. Yeah. Because this is a thing I would never have even known about or cared about yeah, if yeah. I was not on Twitter. But because of Twitter, I was outraged. <laughs> <sighs> That's how they get I remember the story. What exactly you. was it? So I... Caramo went on Dancing with the Stars this season. Oh, and Sean Spicer, Spicer is on. also That's on right. Dancing with the Stars. Right. Right. So he got a, blow, a lot of blowback online from gay Twitter sure. saying, what, what the you, fuck are you? Yeah, and lefty you, and, you know, left wing Twitter. How the fuck are you? What the fuck are you doing going on a show that is also, you know, employing this other, this horrible person, blah, blah, blah. And he pushed back and was like, I, in a way that I did not think was very effective for him, for his personal brand. <laughs> but anyway, that was that kind of made me that kind of made me go, ugh, I don't like that one anymore. And then something else happened. I don't remember which one it was. Anthony, I think, did something douchey. <laughs> and so the whole the and the only one I like is Jonathan anyway. Well, and Bobby, because uh, he seems to he's the only one who actually does anything on that show. <laughs> <laughs> He actually like builds shit and yeah. like redesigns does, people's houses. It is, as you've said, an entirely different. It is. He show is in his show. own show, yeah. and I would watch that show. Sure. I would watch the show that was just him making stuff, or just Jonathan doing people's hair and shit. But instead, I have to watch the other three, uh, and I don't care so much about it anymore. I, it's it, it's it, it lost its thrill. Mm. I'm sorry to say. No. Oh. Anyway, they went to Japan. They did, and uh, yeah, I know. It's like they were they were good there. It was good for uh, you know emotionally repressed people, which, uh -huh. which you can find everywhere, of course. But in Japan, they do it their own special. Several way. in this room. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. Not me. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah. Okay. What do you mean, me, my man, white room. man? <laughs> 
Um, now, Kay, Kay and I were bawling at the first episode. Okay. It got us pretty bad. Yeah, all right. So it was good. We liked it. It's worthwhile. Did you watch the? Have you? Did you watch Bake Off? The Did you watch the end of Bake Off? Yes. Did you? Were you okay? I. Oh yeah. I was, okay. <laughs> sure. I was too. Yeah. I thought that I liked that season it a lot. Was, yeah. He was super consistent. There yeah. were three super cute gay boys on that show that last this season, so I appreciated that on a superficial <laughs> level. Yeah. But yeah, British Baking Show is good for that. Pale. If you like pale, pale men. <laughs> With a light dusting of flour. Yeah. <laughs> smell vaguely of cinnamon. Uh, okay. Well, that was a good recommendation, yeah, I guess. That was good. Um, I like that one. I watched Unbelievable on Netflix. Oh, yes. Which about... was this, like, oh, those are the guys? Mm-hmm. Those are not the Orions we have seen in the back. That is, uh, those are not Orions. Those are Orions. Yeah, that's what I think. I think they're supposed to be different. They should have changed the title. They should have the name. named them something yeah. else. Like, Because that's just confusing. Uh, anyway, Unbelievable is great. Yeah. It's a, like, true crime. Yeah, like, it's a, it's a, yeah. But it's, but it's not a documentary. It's an acted. It's a, based on a true story. A, it's based uh, on a true story. A fictionalized version of the staircase. Yeah. With Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron should be here to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll um, save that one for her. But yeah, Unbelievable is really good. Um, Tony Collette, gay icon Tony Collette, is <laughs> <laughs> in it. She's terrific. <laughs> Uh, uh, I watched The Politician, which is the Netflix show uh, with um, Ben Platt from Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, okay. The Ryan Murphy. I it's Ryan Murphy's about. show about, it's this first season's all about a high school election. Ben Platt plays like sort of a ambitious teenager who wants to be the class president. He wants to be president of the United States, but his the first step in his plan is to become the high school class president. Uh, he's great. That was good. I liked that. He he did a rendition of like there's a place for us. What's the name of that song from West Side Story? Uh, a place somewhere. For us? Somewhere. That's it. He did a rendition of that at one of these like award shows for like the maybe for the in memoriam bit or something. Oh yeah, that it was just right. fantastic. He's, he's great. A, he's good. Ben Platt. They're doing a revival of West Side Story coming to Broadway like early in the spring, right? And it's directed by this guy named Ivo Van Hove, who's like this, I think he's Dutch or Swedish or something. <laughs> I, um, I remember this tweet, yeah, talking and about he's, it. And um, he's basically known for doing like really stripped down, um, it's hard to describe, I don't like them, but he's like, he's got a weird sort of like Scandinavian style, it's right? Very minimalist. Minimalist? Yeah, that- almost minimalist, like and just kind of like brutalist like all, there's almost something soviet about it but anyway he's directing this revival of west side story and he announced the other day to the to the horror of musical theater twitter that he's cutting i feel pretty yeah. <laughs> and the and the ballet that they dance when during somewhere and he's like cutting the show down so that it's like 90 minutes long with no intermission huh. and people are like what the fuck are you doing to West Side Story, man? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm all for like new interpretations of classic material, but you know, yeah, I feel pretty. I mean, come it's on, a pretty big number, but... uh, <laughs> a pretty famous out. song. It's a lot of like introduction <laughs> kind of stuff there. Uh, uh, so anyway, that's gonna happen. Hmm. <laughs> what was your comment? What would you do to yeah? <laughs> How would Ivo Van Hove ruin, ruin your show? And I direct, direct, it. direct it. <laughs> being present. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These guys look like superhero, like in a villains in a superhero. Yeah, of... they don't. They look out of place for Star Trek. They would yeah, they go on to become like, Cobra, like in uh, GI Joe, super villainish outfits on. Yeah. Purple and green is a classic supervillain combination. The Joker, the Riddler, etc. Yeah, I, no, <laughs> I couldn't think of a third example, but I know there is one. They're out there. They are out there. Should we talk about the Watchmen? We can talk about Watchmen. You watching the Watchmen, Jake? I'm not, but that's okay. It's very good. It's good. It's huh? Excellent. Okay, wait. 
there's like aren't there a ton of different like properties and stuff in the Watchmen universe that are out now? Like weren't there a couple wasn't the boys No. It's not unconnected. Unconnected. It's just similar. Okay. Theory. Similar idea. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That similar was, premise. That seems like really bad timing. But Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But okay, Watchmen. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really good. Is Great it, cast. Does it relate the events of the, the no, graphic it, novel? It's or? a sequel. It, okay, yeah, it takes so place it's twenty like, years later. 20 years, that would be. after the end of the comic book. Okay, so Great. some of the characters in the comic book are in it, but most of the but people, they're old. Obviously. Most of the people are new are characters. new characters. Regina it's King. it's weird. It's a weird show. It's very bizarre. It has a weird tone to it, and it's and it's weird that like I'm not sure who that show is meant to, especially because they pitched it as like this show and his Dark Materials are like our two big new shows, right? Since Game of Thrones ended, and his Dark Materials I get because those books are really popular, but I don't know who. I would imagine that if you have never read Watchmen, you would be hopelessly lost watching that show because they don't explain anything it's it's all assumed that you know who these people are i so, read the book and i'm hopelessly lost watching the show <laughs> like i i don't know what's going on half the time and i've read the book yeah it's been a while but i have read it stan has never read the book and so whenever we're watching the show i'm constantly having to explain to him like who that guy is you know Right, like yeah. what's Jean Smart's whole deal? And I'm like, all right, well, she used to date what's his face back in the day, blah blah blah. But so it's very well done. I'm really enjoying it, but it's got it's it's got a weird, like I don't know who I. I it does not seem like it would have wide mainstream HBO style appeal. Mm. But no. maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, yeah, seems like it'd be more. I think they're banking on his dark materials. Because it has more of a Game of Thrones feel to it. Yeah, sure. It's fantasy land. It's fantasy land. Hmm. Well, it's Earth. Because, I mean, the, the, it, the, well, one it of the starts places, in London. One of the pla- Well, no, but it's not. It's not our London. It's a different, yeah. It's, it's a, a fantasy land version of London. Yeah. But it is London. It's a, You've read the books? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Reading. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Reading. It's good for you. It's good. Everyone read should do them, it. We read them a while ago. I can't. I don't remember them that well. I Stop re- listening to so many podcasts. People. <laughs> Pick up a book. Actually, the last book I read was about a podcast. I read the uh, "Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered" book. Book. Oh. That Aaron lent me. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> sitting right there. I saw yeah, it earlier for the "My Favorite Murder." Yeah, the girls from "My Favorite Murder." Yeah. The girls. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the women good for good for you you know what? good for uh, at you. least i caught myself you yeah, know you. at least no. i didn't just roll right through it uh the the two hosts of my favorite murder wrote a book together yes because stay sexy and don't get murdered is their like sign off that's what they say yes. at the end of every episode that's their catchphrase that's their money maker right i there. wish we were popular like them oh well, wouldn't that be nice well it would be Someday. They go do live. They do like live episodes of their podcast and like hundreds and thousands of people show up to listen to the two of them like do their podcast. Yeah. That, wouldn't that be neat? Someday. Doing tours and Someday. stuff. Someday. Yeah. Why not? Fuck. We'd be touring. Someday. Like... When? Uh... <laughs> Give me a date. <laughs> <laughs> how long do I have well, to look do about this before it starts way. to pay off? Think about it this way. How long into, how many episodes did uh, My Favorite Murder have before you started knowing about it? Well, um, that's a good question. I don't know. Probably like 160 some. I'm, See, know. so we haven't gotten to that point yet. <laughs> we got a few episodes to go. Well, they had a. They had both podcasted before. B. They had like significant others and friends who had already had successful podcasts. Okay, I'm not I'm saying <laughs> and even that it took that amount of time. So yeah. it's good. there, there are plenty of podcasts yeah. people listen to yeah. that the people that do them had no fame before, and they got famous. There you go. They're only on 197 now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm blasting through them. I'm on like 80 or something. And we're at almost 100. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're not that far behind them in, ter- <laughs> in numbers well, of episodes. 100 episodes is a lot of episodes. Yeah, I'm just saying they're a lot more famous and successful than we are. That's three years ahead of us. Yeah. All right. So season four of The Next Generation. That's when. So that's when I can expect this to finally that's right. be worth it. Yep. Yeah. That will be our first tour stop. <laughs> uh, well, the episode ended. Yep. I didn't see what happened. I didn't see how they got away from the Orient. I don't know. They, they, this was a, I'll mention this one because this is a, the magic of the transporter saves everything because they teleport the explosives that were in the Orion's backpack. Uh, so that when you push the button to, to suicide and kill everybody, so there'd be no evidence of what they did, nothing happened. Ah. So that was the, the old switcheroo. That was the flipperoo, the old transporterooski. Deus Ex Transporter. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. you. Um, I let's start the second episode, yes. Let's, yes. and then I'll talk about what I'm reading because it's right. also a true crime book. Uh, we are about to start watching season two, episode two. It is called Bem, and there are 23 minutes and 36 seconds on the clock. Sean, punch the triangle. Three, two, one, punch. So, yep. Bam credits. is what it is called. Air date. No, uh, September 14th, 1974. The Enterprise crew is being observed as their suitability to meet with advanced civilizations. That's it? That's it. 6-2. <laughs> Jake? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, I was way wrong on the last one. 6-6. Six, 6-1. Six. Six, uh, oh, we were both over. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not highly regarded as Bem. No. <laughs> All right. Written by? Um, so, oh, this is... Uh, David this Gerald. The David Gerald one? I yeah, think it is, yeah. right? This is the one written by David Gerald. The Famous Tribble Star episode. Trek and science fiction. Well, you know what, IMDb write- Raiders? He finished something. Yeah. What have you ever written? <laughs> Directed by Bill Reed. <laughs> he got something made. Do you know how many steps that is from just writing something down? You know how many steps that is from just posting shit on Twitter and yeah. hoping somebody reads it? <laughs> Hires you to write on a television show because they're of how great and funny your tweets are. Not that anybody I know is doing that right now. <laughs> Tell us, Matt, how far is it? Well, I have 77 followers, so it's Pretty far. Well, as long nice. as one of those followers is a big movie. Only needs one. You know? I just right. need Joss Whedon to fucking follow is. me There's on Twitter. Bem. That's him? Yep. All right. He does some cool stuff with his body later. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Something to look forward to there. He's got a very punchable face. <laughs> he does. Or face cognate, as it were. Uh, okay. We talked about Watchmen. Watchmen's terrific. Everybody should be watching it, I guess. His Dark Materials is very good. Yep. Only seen the first episode. I have also only seen the first one. The, have, I have two more sitting on the recorder at home. Um, but so far, so good. No Lynn Manuel yet. No. I'm waiting for him. But pretty close um, to the book. Yeah. Yeah. From what I could remember, yeah. It seemed I, it's been a long was, time since I read those books. But. It seemed right. I mean, the big thing that her going off with who will eventually be the bad guy we find that was in the book i know that spoilers spoilers <laughs> <laughs> you know there could be people watching the show who have not read the books that are listening to this uh, i don't know <laughs> you tell me <laughs> uh, 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 well, put, you write us at warped yeah podcast. write us at warped tweet at us if we've spoiled his dark materials for you just yes. now <laughs> Do you not like it? Tell us why. Um, Apologies. <laughs> Sean apologized. I got ahead of myself. Yeah, I am Sean. I'm sorry. Leave a nasty. Uh, <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, that, one, that time it made me sad for some reason. <laughs> it's amazing how many emotions it can evoke. Uh, yeah. What do you think Inception button is? Oh, the foghorn sound. Uh Uh-huh. Fine. (laughs) 
That's um, like a transition in a 90s gangster movie. I'm reading a book oh. called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Oh. The One Woman's Obsessive Search for the Golden State Killer. This is a true crime book about the Golden State Killer that was active in the 70s and 80s. It's they the book. just caught him, right? Yes. At, at, not long after this book was published, they caught him. But was it based on things that she put in the book? Well, the cops say no, but it seems like. It seems that, like, it, ooh, they just fell into the water because they didn't beam onto dry land. Like, that was kind of different. That was dumb. Because Bem set the controls. Yeah. He was. Oh, no. <laughs> what he, is happening? He's here? multiple pieces. He's a, he's a colony organism. He, is he, so he's a baddie. Uh, <laughs> what is his deal? He's testing. He's them. testing he's them. Basically yeah. testing. He's them. being a real dick. He's a real dick in the episode to them, but it's all to test them to make sure that they. But he gets them in trouble. He does a bunch of bullshit that almost gets them killed. Huh? Bem's a real asshole. Yeah. Weird. Don't be like Bem, everybody. No, no. Be Mike. Be like Meb. Meb. <laughs> be like Meb. Meb is far superior. Meb is the exact opposite of Ben <laughs> in so many ways. He's purple and green, not green and purple. Anyway, I'll be gone in the dark. Very good. Excellent book. Um, Yeah. It, it, was that published posthumously for her? Yes. Didn't she, she die? Died. Okay, yeah. I think I just... Did he uh, kill her? <laughs> no, it was Patton Oswalt's wife wrote the book. Oh. And she died right. yes. like in her sleep unexpectedly and they fin the book was almost finished but not quite and so they finished it up you know based on her notes or whatever and then published it after she had died but it's very interesting i didn't know any i didn't know the story of the golden state killer but it's interesting we should turn this into a true crime podcast that's really what's that's where the money's at. That's where the kids are listening to these days. Yeah. True. If only there weren't already, you know, <laughs> you think there are a lot of Star Trek podcasts? Yes, I do. Think about how many true crime podcasts there must be. But lot. how many do both? <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> we could be the first. <laughs> that. You know, it's probably true. We would probably be the only people to do Star Trek and true crime. Star crimes. Star crimes. <laughs> Woo! Oh, no. Oh, his head is a separate piece, too. I forgot about How that. How many? Oh, he can be as many pieces as he wants it to be. Seems like, yeah, I don't know, 100%. I, yeah, all the, all the pants area seems to travel together, though. <laughs> There's a pants part. Everything from the waist down. He's basically a Lego man. Like you can take the right. legs off, the and you can take the head off. off. Yeah, the the, head... the legs remain one piece, yeah. no matter what you do. I mean, they're really like the stars of the show, along with the head, the torso, and the arms. Kind of get the shaft. Out of it. <laughs> okay, they're definitely overshadowed. Uh oh. Uh oh. I published my list on Twitter of the 10 best movies of the decade, one for each year. Yes, that's where we decided one of we were my, going to talk about one of Mad my, Max Fury one of Road. My, one of my lists was Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Jake said, ooh, let's talk about Mad Max Fury Road on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I replied back, what is there to say <laughs> other than that's a fucking great movie? <laughs> and, um, this whole episode has been Recommendations Corner. All we've been doing is talking about things we're watching and reading and listening yeah. to. Well, we haven't seen each other for a little bit, and we got to get everybody caught up. Yeah, sure. And we're like, guys, you need to see this. Yeah. Jerry Road, though. Not just like my favorite of the year. It's one of my favorite movies. It's an amazing movie. It's like... Yeah. It's a miracle that it even exists. <laughs> you know, it's like it's just pure dazzling cinema. That's yep. to me. You know, it's like this is like what part of what movies are made for. It's like there's an emotional component, but then there's like pure like technical spectacle. Yep. And, yeah. Well, it's just the 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 you know, the way they only have like ten lines in the whole movie. Yeah. You know, it's just <laughs> all just visual storytelling. Oh, yeah. And it's like so like true not just to like the established world of Mad Max, but like like it takes it to where you would 
you would think it would be possible in a modern like with what we have today and they just they just did it all yep um, it's spectacular excellent yeah and there's guys there's a guy in red overalls playing a guitar that is also a flamethrower yes it's pretty neat and he's strapped on and he like swings around yeah. the rope <laughs> yeah. fucking fantastic uh, George Miller, he's a he's a he is, he's a, a mad he's a mad Max. He is some kind of mad genius to even like his, pull that shit off. Is amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, you've heard about the? Uh, he, he wrote a script for a Justice League movie. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, he was gonna do. Yeah, I think he was gonna do Justice League Dark, maybe or. One of those, one of those, or maybe that was Guillermo was going to do that. I forget. But yes, that's a movie I would have liked to have seen. Yeah. Matt, have you followed the release of uh, Death Stranding? I do not know what, you know, okay. These two, I, these two guys, young guys at work who sit near me, yeah. were talking about Death Stranding. I understand that it is a video game. That's right. Okay. As you know, I am a generation behind sure. in my video game playing. I am still using a PlayStation 3. Um, they don't even make games for PlayStation 3 anymore. Uh, but I just keep playing the ones that I have because yeah. I can't afford a PlayStation 4. Anyway, your point. Go uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what was my point? I, was just I don't like, know. I became wrapped up in your like the pay- saga. Your the PlayStation Three sad box. Yep. Um, that's oh too bad I didn't have the sad sound yeah. ready to queue it up ready to go. Anyway, imagine like, it imagine it's playing right now. Anyway, it's made by a famous video game director, Hideo, uh-huh. Hideo Kojima. Okay. He's Japanese. What uh, games of his would I have he's heard of? The Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid Solid series. Okay. That's his. Metal- that's his baby. Yes. And he was under the auspices of the company Konami. Okay. Um, and they had a falling out. Uh huh. And there was drama and cancellation of various pro- projects that uh-huh. he was working on, and so he left them. And of course, you know, being the auteur that he is, people were, you know, like, okay, he's found, he's founded his own studio now. What's he gonna make? Right. And what's people, his big masterpiece gonna be? And kind of a little bit, what has happened is what people thought, which is when, like, he did, he went as they they they're calling it full George Lucas with the prequels, which yeah, is like, yeah. you know, completely serving his own sort of idea. Of a, what a video game was. With, nobody, with there, no, nobody to nobody tell him, him no. no. With no studio notes, yeah. Right. From nobody yeah. to say no. Exactly. He's got the blank check. Yeah. Yes, So the 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 vast majority. I'm saying g- the names of podcasts, <laughs> the other podcasts, you guys. <laughs> we just did an hour on my favorite murder, and I'm the one I mentioned. I didn't even say it was a podcast. I know, I but just... I know, but I knew that's what you meant. Yeah. Um, Okay, so what did he come out with? Well, what is what is his unchecked masterpiece? So, Death Stranding, I'll boil it down very briefly, is a walking simulator in that the ma- major gameplay element is you walking from point A to point B across post-apocalyptic Amer- America, and the game mechanics are you are carrying heavy boxes and you might tip over and fall, so be very careful with your balance. Okay, that is the yeah. So so you have to be careful how you yeah na- how All you, you do navigate. Is just walk from place to place. Nothing that gets in your way. There are there are obstacles, but <laughs> like I don't want to undersell like how important the walking and like <laughs> you know you're not just walking down the street. You are relieved when you find a street to walk on, but you're walking over hills and s- grassy hills and grassy hills with rocks and these are the different kinds of challenges and stuff but also there's sort of like a, a nefarious darkness that is also out there in the wilds uh-huh. you have to be wary of but yeah most of the time it's just you walking over uneven terrain while carrying heavy boxes that is correct and your whole sole goal is to not fall down yes and damage the quality of the boxes <laughs> that you deliver because that's your job wow so that that's an interesting thing <laughs> it doesn't sound fun. Yeah. But yeah. And, and the, is it is it popular? Well, here's what I don't like. And and it's popular in Japan. Uh-huh. They they're like, "Oh, cool. This is yeah, this is great. We love it." And and a lot of the criticism is 
you know, mostly in the for what is to them the foreign market. Uh -huh. Um, for me, like right around like Metal Gear Solid Three, the 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 storylines become so immensely overwrought and overinvolved, and everybody's talking like it, it's like a melodrama with but every third line is a reference to something in the past that we are somehow like supposed to care enough to know what is already. Uh -huh. There's no bringing in of people. It's completely inaccessible. If you and haven't been playing since the very beginning. And, and even then it's just like the dialogue is so like melodramatic and, and moody that it, it's, it, it does not, it's not conducive to maintaining narrative interest to me it, it, it just it just feels wacky and and uneven okay so i i, I have and sounds and, like a thumbs down i mean a lot and a lot of japanese developers have taken to this kind of style of like yeah hyper melodramatic sort of you know performances and yeah i, I forget what his name is but it's like you know in one of the metal gear games like the bad guys like skull face man and uh -huh. and like yeah, and like the 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 guy who's working for the 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 dying president in Death Stranding is has wears a mask and is like referred to as I is is a crazy name I can't even remember it but it's like like hard nosed demon or something uh -huh. like it's just like like it just takes me out of it I can't relate to what's happening <laughs> because it feels so unnatural. Huh, and that's just like a style of like game storytelling that's popular because of Hideo Kojima and like Japanese. I played Persona Five, yes, and that's a game where a significant portion of it is taken up with you just living the life of a teenage schoolboy. Yeah, like you have to go to class every day and you have to study for tests and like, and then every once in a while you fight monsters. Yeah. But, but it you, was fun. I played, but it, the, I but played it, it all the way through. You feel like it introduced you to the characters, and there were no uh, like yeah, over there was a story. There was no overly ambiguous like force controlling all the events, right? That, that were never really fully explained. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. That's the that's the kind of impression that I get with from some of these games. Okay. Yeah. But I still might check it out when there's a sale. I don't know. Well. We were talking about movies. Yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> oh, we were talking about mad geniuses. That's where you got yeah. off on. Exactly. I'm George Miller. About George Miller. Yeah. And auteur he has an creator. odd uh, lineup of directorial movies. Yeah, he sure does. Go ahead. Um, Babe, Pig in the City. Yep. And Loren Babe. L Lorenzo's Oil. Yep. Which we've talked about at, in, at length on Happy this podcast. Feet. Yep. Happy Feet 2. All of the Mad Maxes, of course. Witches of Eastwick. Mm -hmm. Directed one of the Twilight Zone, the movie. He is an interesting filmmaker. My list of the top ten movies of the year. Of the decade. By year. Yeah. Starting in 2010. True Grit. Coen Brothers. See huh? True Grit? Never seen it. Ah, I saw that one. Yeah, it's great. Oh, my God, Sean. It's so good. You lent... I need to watch it because you lent it to me and I still haven't watched it. Oh, do you still have it? Yeah. Okay. You gotta return my shit. I you know, have a bunch of my I comic know, books, too. I know, I know, <laughs> I just loan stuff to you and it never <laughs> It'll vanishes. come back. It'll come back. Uh, Melancholia, Holy Motors, Upstream Color, Grand Budapest Hotel, Mad Max Fury Road, Arrival, Call Me By Your Name, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and John Wick Chapter 3. Although, I have not seen a lot of this year's movies, so John Wick Chapter 3 was sort of a filler. It's the best movie I've seen so far, but there's a lot of stuff I have not seen this in this year's category. Nice, nice. Oh, and, and I also brought up the the game because it features heavily the performance capture of Norman Reedus, Mads Mikkelsen, and Leia Sedu, which okay. are TV and film stars. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen was Ham Hannibal. Yep, he's great. Yeah, Love and I think show. and I think Guillermo del Toro is associated with it as well. 
He's a buddy of Hideo Kojima. So that fl- that makes sense. He's in it. Some level. Oh, he's in it? Yeah. Okay. Of course. But your friends in the stuff you make, it's the best. I thought my list of best movies of the decade would get more of a reaction. <laughs> well, you got to hit it on the uh, the soundboard. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Sound I, I, soundboard. Tell me. The how problem to... is, I'm trying to read my notes <laughs> and operate the soundboard. At the the, same the time. soundboard tells me I'm how to not feel. Eric's. I only have two hands. <laughs> I, I was always wondering how I would <laughs> how I'd better express my emotions, but it's. Just I have more of a response. I've only seen like four of those. Let's so. hear it for Upstream Color. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> upstream Color? Upstream Color. Okay, did you guys see that movie Primer about the two, the black and white movie called Primer about the two guys who invent a time machine in their garage? No. No. Okay. So it's this guy, I think... He, I think his name is Shane Carruth. He made this like low budget independent movie called Primer, him and his buddies for like some ridiculously low amount of money about two guys who invent a time machine in their garage and then all kinds of chaos ensues uh, as a result. And and that movie was like got a lot of attention for an indie movie. And, but he's a real he's a George Miller type. Like he follows his own yeah. like weird drummer. So instead of like selling out and, you know, signing up to direct a Marvel movie or whatever, um, he made this bizarre, I guess it's a science fiction movie, sort of, called Upstream Color about, it's hard to even describe what it's about. Uh, It's about a woman who is kidnapped and uh, as a result of her kidnapping, maybe has some kind of weird psychic powers now she meets a she meets a man who has also been kidnapped and now has these weird powers and together they try to sort of figure out uh what happened to them but that makes it sound much more normal than it actually is it is it is a genuinely almost david lynchy kind of level of weird um and i really loved it it was blake's favorite movie of that year too our friend blake who's a huge movie guy. Wow. And Check it out. I believe it's on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it. Which year was that? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, I think we have our ne- next special episode. <laughs> Upstream Color. It's, yeah. That is not a movie you can watch with the sound off. Like, you would have, <laughs> everyone would have to watch that movie in advance yeah. if we were going to talk about it because. Uh, you really need to pay attention if you're going to watch that movie. It does not lend itself to this format. <laughs> 2013 was upstream color. Mm. Anywho, this is still on. I don't think for long. Bem has admitted. They're back on the ship, so it must be almost yeah. over. They escaped from whatever calamity they were in. Yeah, in. there was some kind of powerful god thing that was fucking with them for a while bim yeah no not bim yeah There's, the planet had its own kind of there was a god that was overseeing the lizard people that were living on that planet okay yeah trying to protect them from being it became a uh what's that what's the thing called i don't know the, the prime directive oh yeah sure it becomes a prime directive episode yeah oh okay yeah the 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 sort of entity is Conducting its own test by evolving these creatures. We forgot to play FMK. Uh, um, let's oh, them or the Orion pirates uh, and the reptile savages from this episode. <laughs> Reptilian savages. Yeah, I guess Bem, right? You fucked Bem. I think you fucked Bem. He'd be interesting because he could all go all sorts of parts and he's got stuff. All those detachable parts. Yeah, he can make all sorts of crazy holes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. So who do you marry on? Okay, now I regret. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to start talking about holes. Have you guys seen Holes with Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> <laughs> My kid's reading the book right now in sixth grade. There you go. So I think he's going to get to watch the movie eventually. He did a great uh, Hot Ones interview. I-, I liked his episode where they eat the, the hot uh, hot wings on First We Feast's channel. You ever watch those interviews? No. 
Yeah, there's a there's a good, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, there's but. a good uh interview series um on YouTube. The channel is First We Feast, but they do uh their their show Hot Ones. Uh interviews with celebrities while eating increasingly hot uh hot sauces or hot usually wings. usually hot wings covered in increasingly hot hot sauce. But so the longer the interview goes on, the more yeah, hot the hot wings become. Yeah, yeah, more uncomfortable and yeah, distracted uh-huh. and it's interesting, yeah. So uh, it reveals sort of an a, an honest side of a person in a way that's <laughs> you get re- you really get to know a person it, when you watch them eat hot wings. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like uh pain sort of brings into sharp fo- focus what is important to them. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah. Well, well, the episode's over, guys. It's over. We, we did, did it. it. We're a bunch of champs in this room. Um, so I feel great. Do... All, all four of us. All four. <laughs> oh wait, who's that? It just came in, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> hey, Gene, Gene. <laughs> this is the ghost of Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking more of a line, long lines of a serial rapist who had cre- oh, right. cre- crept in. But anyway. I'm glad nope. I lo- that's why I bolted the door before yeah. we started. Gene is scarier. <sighs> Gene is scarier. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we're done. We did it. I'm calling this one a slam dunk. We're, Next week. Uh, we got uh, two more weeks, guys. Two more. And we're out of the animated. And we'll be out series. of the animated. That'll be glorious. Exciting. Um, so sign us out, Matt. <sighs> well, tune in again next week. For season two, episode three, the practical Joker. Ooh, that sounds like um, fun. It, I, I, this one, this one gets memefied a lot because I, th- this is the one where like Kirk gets a, uh, it's not a kick me sign, but it's the equivalent of a kick me sign put on his back that says Kirk is a jerk. <laughs> like I see that popping up in online a lot. Like nice. Apparently, someone, some, someone or something is pulling pranks on the crew of the Enterprise. Nice. Uh, So that'll be next week. Until Mm -hmm. then... What's the name of the podcast you were on, Matt? There you are. Putting It Together. Putting It Together. Check it out and check out the episode with uh, Matt. With me. We'll talk about it again when... We get closer. We get closer. Nice. Uh, Which will probably be next week or the week after that. Uh, Until then, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on all of your... Pod catching devices. Well done. And uh, my name is Matt. I'm Sean. And I've been Jake. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Warped. If you like this episode, please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash warped. Leave us a comment on social media. Find us on Instagram at warpthepodcast. We're on Facebook or on Twitter at warped trek. And you can follow Matt on Twitter at Host Warped.